0: This is the Christian Circle Podcast and you're listening to Pamela Fernandez, where we have conversations about Christian living. Here's the show. So good morning. Today we're welcoming a new guest to our podcast who's going to talk about meditation during Holy Week. And since everyone is on uh, self-quarantine, I think we've all been doing some meditating during this um, Lenten season, if if not for a forced meditation, we're doing some form of meditation. So we have Andre Lesperance, and I hope I pronounced his name right, mm-hmm. uh, who's here with us to talk about meditation. So, Andre, tell us a little bit about yourself and your ministry.
1: Well, thank you, Pam. It's great to be with you. Uh, I live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin with my wife and four children, and I work for the Evangelical Catholic. I'm a, a senior consultant and a writer with them and the evangelical catholic or ec equips catholic ministries to form and train lay people for relational evangelization and peer-to-peer disciple making so we want to we want to help catholics uh, and christians broadly but particularly catholic ministries to make disciples and to organize their ministries around the great commission we serve parishes campuses uh, dioceses as well as uh, the u.s military um, helping uh, people to make disciples in all those contexts.
0: And you study theology, right?
1: Correct. Yes, I have a master's in theology from Marquette university.
0: Mm-hmm. and And I saw your um, your post. actually, that's how I came across you, uh, and it was on uh, Lecture Divina, which we covered last month. And uh, you you talk about uh, the meditative, the contemplative side of prayer. Now meditation today is very, very popular in many, many traditions. In many religions but what is meditation in the christian way
1: yeah um it, it is it's a it's an often used word uh, and that's that's good um because you know many people are turning to um something higher or something deeper than than what they see and that's that's what i think a lot of traditions are tapping into uh, to understand meditation in a christian sense though we have to first realize that it's it's a form of prayer. It is essentially prayer. It's one of the expressions of prayer. And um, sometimes in a more secular sense, it might be seen as an alternative to prayer or something that is um, maybe emptying the self or focusing on nothing or uh, a self emptying, um, focusing on breath. All of those tools can be used in Christian prayer, but it is precisely not for the end of ultimately emptying or nothingness or just stillness for the sake of stillness. But it is a form of prayer, a way to then connect with the God that we believe loves us and is present. So prayer is communication with God, most simply stated, right? Two way communication, talking and listening to God. And so meditation is one of the, the, the Catholic church describes prayer as having three basic expressions, so I'll, I'll further explain meditation by just painting a quick picture of these three expressions of prayer, because I think it's really helpful to put it in this context, the way the church does in the catechism. Um, so the three expressions of prayer, which definitely overlap with each other, are vocal, meditative or meditation, and contemplative. And To anyone who wants to look into this more, I cannot recommend enough a couple paragraphs from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Paragraphs 2700 to 2724 is a little section on these three expressions of prayer. So let me just summarize that briefly to give even more uh, of a picture of the Christian understanding of meditation. Mm -hmm. So um, so again, all of these are prayer, communication with God. Um, Vocal prayer is simply... Prayers, the, the the beginnings of prayer. Although we always uh, have a place for, for vocal prayer, we never leave it behind. It is, um, it's the way that we speak prayers together and alone. It's the Our Father that Jesus taught us. It's uh, liturgical prayers when people are gathered. So it's the saying of prayers, using our words and our bodies to pray. Mm-hmm. Um, that's usually the first way we learn to pray as children. But again, it remains important throughout our entire lives we never leave it behind meditation the catechism says kind of kind of goes a bit deeper it draws the person into the equation at a more intimate and personal level Um, catechism says meditation is above all a quest the mind seeks to understand the why and how of the christian life in order to adhere and respond to what the lord is asking so this is another important, I think, distinction between sometimes in, in secular context, meditation is trying to quiet the mind mm. or still it. And, and we have places for that, as I'll say in a little bit, in the Christian tradition of prayer. But in meditation, in a Christian sense, the mind is active. The mind is is chewing on, um, on the words or phrases from scripture. It's pondering the, the events of the day, pondering one's own life in light of God's word and God's presence. So catechism goes on and says it engages thought, imagination, emotion, and desire. And it really seeks to ask the question, Lord, what do you want me to do? That's like the guiding question of Christian meditation. You know, what are you saying to me, God, what do you want me to understand and to do? Um, And so the mind is really actively contemplating thinking about these things. Um, And then finally contemplative prayer, that third dimension their third expression, that's where there's actually a little more alignment with that to what um, maybe, you know, secular audiences might think of with meditation. Um, still not the same exact thing, like I said, because it's always about filling uh, the pres- filling the space and the time with God who positively exists and is there with us. But contemplative prayer is a bit more of that silent gaze of faith. The uh, catechism says, a gaze of faith fixed on Jesus. I look at him and he looks at me, mm-hmm. quoting a saint there, St. Uh, John Vianney. Yeah. And so there, there you have this prayer of silent love, this quiet stillness of just being, being in God's presence, not, not necessarily using the mind as much, but just resting in God's presence. So really, I think those three uh, movements of prayer—they overlap. They kind of circle in, around each other, and um, but that p- paints the the Christian picture of prayer broadly, and the place of meditation in there, which is really the bridge between vocal and contemplative prayer when the mind ponders the things of God.
0: So there's this tendency now. Let's say you're somebody new to meditation, or they're doing it for a while. You can get trap because this is a, a very mental a mind-consuming thing and in a way you could get led away into focusing on yourself or thinking of yourself as the higher power or just drifting into nothingness. So how do you keep yourself Christian while doing this?
1: Yeah. Yeah, great question. And that's where I would I would point to just the absolute centrality of Jesus Christ in in our understanding of prayer as Christians and as Catholics. Um, every, every Christian is going to is going to say Jesus Christ is the absolute center of all things, including uh, these prayer times. So, when the catechism mentions this, it says uh, you know a gaze of faith fixed on Jesus, and in the meditation aspect, you know, um, thought, imagination, emotion, desire, but not just for its own sake, but in order to adhere and respond to what the Lord Jesus is saying and asking. So it's always filled with that presence of Christ. We explicitly invite the Holy Spirit and, and, you know, God to be um, helping us to draw into his presence. Um, You know, various helps can can certainly help us. Uh, A picture of a cross or a crucifix, um, you know, a a picture of Mary and and baby Jesus, uh, um, icons like that can help in in meditative prayer, Um, reading scripture and you know you mentioned lexio divina which i listened to your last episode which was fantastic on on lexio divina so uh the church is not shy about saying in the catechism that books particularly the sacred text scripture are a great help in meditation because it continually you know the saints and and scripture are going to continually point us back to jesus to the reality uh, that we seek and not just allow us to kind of spin around in our own thoughts and and be left to our own devices.
0: What is the advantage of meditative prayer? And in your experience, like personally, how has it helped you spiritually?
1: Yeah, you know, it's really really the key to our relationship with God. And that's been true in my life. Um, You know, when we're describing these things, it can sound very, you know, philosophical perhaps, but just at a very basic level, this is, taking our faith that's handed to us and that's proclaimed to us. And, you know, the words of scripture, the traditions of the church, the prayers that other people taught us. And broadly speaking, it's, it's simply entering into a genuine friendship with God. St. Teresa of Avila, you know, loved to call prayer simply a friendship, a frequent, friendly conversation with the one that we know loves us. And so in my understanding and in my experience, this is where faith has become real for me. When I was 16 years old, I had a powerful conversion experience when I kind of woke up to the reality of the faith that my parents had given me. And at that point I started praying what you would call meditative prayer. I started reading my Bible every night and praying in my own words and pondering the the, the words of Christ and uh, the word of God. And Everything changed from there Um, because, you know, the heart, the mind, this is where, you know, think of any relationship. Um, You're not just going to repeat words that others have taught you. You're going to use your own words. You're going to ponder what's said. You're going to share your, you know, your deepest struggles. You're going to listen attentively to someone. Um, And and so, you know, that's really what we're talking about here with, with mental prayer, meditative prayer. is just listening attentively being real, being real. And, and that's how it's been in my life. Um, in particular, you know, I've grown to, if I don't start my day with this type of time to enter into just a real conversation with God, some version of what we've been talking about, um, different ways to meditate and pray. Um, I feel like I'm, I've missed my friend. I've, I've started the day without the most important relationship being front and center. Um, so I think that's, that's how it helps us is it it unlocks the it unlocks love and the, the relational aspect of this this loving relationship with God which really without that um, the rest of our tradition and you know it, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to us
0: so for most people I think Christians are, are doing some sort of meditation without even probably knowing it whether it's in adoration whether it's you know different things Um but what would be some practical steps we can take to grow in this practice and specifically uh practice of Christian meditation?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, probably what the first thing anyone will say with, with regard to prayer or meditation of any kind is first, the, the most important thing is to just show up and do it. 90% of life is showing up, right? Yeah. So the, the, the typical advice and it's good is schedule it in, make time to pray, make time to, you know, make an appointment with Jesus and keep it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's, that's the first step is, is we're never going to feel much like praying. I mean, it's just very common. Sometimes we do. We're graced with that, uh, deep desire to, Oh, I really want to pray right now. Um, but even for the saints, you know, there's often, there's a discipline aspect to it. There's a there's a faith that this is important, and I'm going to show up regardless of how I feel in the moment. So scheduling that time personally, and and you know many saints have said this as well. But uh, the morning is any time for prayer is great, and any time you can do it is great. But starting your day, you know, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, said the Lord. And quite literally, to seek the Lord first in the day before the busyness and the, the worries of the day kind of rush in. Um, that is a, a really, really uh, good advice to try that as well. So make time, show up, um, stick with it, even even when it's challenging, you know, um, a couple more begin well, um, meaning uh, take the time you need to enter into it. You know, some people light a candle, make sure you're, you don't have to do that, but make sure you're in a position that's comfortable, but not too comfortable that you're going to fall asleep <laughs> Um, you know, uh, and, and take deep breaths. Um, this is where some of the secular meditation methods are, can be helpful just to calm ourselves down and quiet, you know,
0: um,
1: take a few deep breaths, say a word or phrase to center yourself. I love just saying the name of Jesus Mm -hmm. as I begin my prayer time, Jesus, or come Lord Jesus, or Mm -hmm. come Holy Spirit. And, you know, greet the one that you've made an appointment to meet with. Um, another tip would be, Try different methods, um, but also don't let the method get in the way. Remember this is a relationship. So learn the methods, they're helpful, but you wouldn't sit down with a friend uh over the course of your life and only follow the exact same formula for every conversation you ever have. Mm-hmm. That that that's not what that wouldn't feel like a, a natural real relationship. So, you know, Lexio Divina, um the outline of the Our Father, I love using the Our Father. Um, and just pausing it after each phrase. You know, there's those are the great ways to pray that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Pause there and just say a few words of, of praise from your heart. Um, you know, when you say, forgive us our trespasses, um, pause and, and do a little examination and, and you know, ask forgiveness for a, any particular ways that you've fallen short of his call. Um, so I like that one. There's other you know the meditation of the mysteries of the Rosary it is specifically on the life of Jesus it's a beautiful way to enter into mental prayer um, there's there's many ways to do it and the Catechism says uh, there's as many ways as there are spiritual masters um, but at the same time never let that method become the object it's it's simply time with the Lord um, couple two more two more tips. Um, don't judge your prayer time though, as much as we're talking about techniques and tips, um, it's also easy to, you know, get discouraged and think, oh, I'm not doing it right. I'm not feeling it. Um, or, you know, what's going wrong. And that's something we want to avoid. Uh, just like you wouldn't walk away from a conversation with a friend and overanalyze, did I say everything right? Did they should, you know, you, that would kind of kill it. Um, and same kind of way, just let it be. And, and always know that distractions, doubts, boredom, tiredness, this is all normal. This is the, the rule, not the exception. So even just knowing that and, and not judging ourselves, um, and, and just let this be what it is. And it's probably gonna, the Lord is probably going to work in us in ways that are a lot of times unseen mm-hmm. and unrecognized for a while. Sometimes we hear God's voice more in our lives throughout the day or after in in circumstances if we're praying in the morning or praying you know sometime in the day even if we don't feel that uh that clarity during the prayer time itself um so trusting that god is working and honoring that time but we don't always have to judge whether it felt like a productive you know uh, session yeah and then finally i would just say you know don't don't do this alone. I mean, do it alone in your, in your prayer time. Like Jesus said, go to your room, close the door and pray to your father in secret. That's what we're talking about here. But, you know, share with a friend, have an accountability or uh, a spiritual, you know, friend, a partner that can, you know, Hey, how's it going? Um, What are you learning? What are you struggling with? And not just in prayer, but in life, you know, kind of share at a deeper level with another Christian that can really, really help us. In fact, it's, I would argue it's darn near impossible <laughs> to grow much without that.
0: Just to touch on the, the the second last point that you mentioned, what do you do? And I'll say this personally. I mean, sometimes we can be doing this for a very long time and nothing seems to be happening. Nothing seems to be changing. prayers are unanswered. Uh, circumstances don't change. So how would you convince somebody that they keep going with, keep going on with meditation, keep going on with contemplative prayer, keep at it, even though it's months or even years or whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm reminded, as you say that, of, uh, St. Teresa of Avila said, I think she, she took like 18 years of needing to rely on books and, and helps in her prayer time, uh, mm-hmm. before she started having, you know, what we know her to be famous for, which would be more contemplative mystical experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and granted we 're not all going to have the types of experiences she did even after eighteen years. Um, but I find great comfort in that that you know, as the Catechism even says, you know books are a help to this the, so uh, read a book um short little aids to meditation, or um, again not not getting discouraged if you 're not feeling it, but at the same time trying different aids that help you get a sense of appropriateness that i'm'm I'm, you know I'm able to pray with this resource a little better than that one or like for example I recently have been using the collect prayer of the of the daily mass mm-hmm. it's a tiny little prayer when the priest first says um let us pray and uh, right before we sit down and listen to the readings um but even just at home with my you know guide to the mass magnificat or whatever um uh, I love to look up that prayer and just spend time meditating with just pondering that prayer i think they're beautifully written So little aids like that, finding small things that are written that can help us is important. St. Teresa of Avila had to do the same thing. Um, and, And maybe once in a while, read a book on prayer. I find as well that I, I mean, at least once a year, I find myself pining for reading either another book on prayer or going back to an old book that I've read before that I've loved, but I've kind of forgotten most of or just want that refresher and it motivates me again. Um, maybe it's music or, or a different way to connect, um, that helps you enter in, but whatever you need to do to kind of restoke the, the fires of Mm. prayer. Um, I think that's important to do and it's okay to need that help. And it's okay too, just to say, you know what, Lord, I got nothing, but I'm going to sit here for three minutes and just, and just be here with you. And I'm just going to, Ah, oh, I'm just gonna groan and sigh a little bit. That too is prayer, you know. So you can almost never do it wrongly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. And um, thank you for sharing those tips. I'm sure I'm myself would need most of them. Um Me too. So, so tell us uh about where people can find you, reach out to your ministry, and um get in touch with you if they want to bring you to their parish.
1: Yeah, thank you. Um yeah. So uh, what, I, what I really encourage is we're, we're really excited at the EC about a new resource um, that is free and available to anyone. It's called Next Step, all one word, Next Step. And um, you can check it out at ecnextstep.com. Uh, next Step, we believe, is um, an innovative discipleship resource that um, and it's it's getting a, a pretty a really good um, uh, you know response as we just rolled it out um, about a month ago, and we're really excited about it. It's trying to break down the life of discipleship into very small concrete steps. You know, uh, the, the life of discipleship is really a, a series of these tiny little steps where we learn to pray. A lot of the stuff we're talking about here, but also action. We learn the the works of mercy. We learn to forgive others. And so we, we're building this resource called Next Step. Right now we have a few steps out there called Get More Out of Mass, Pray Every Day, Meditate on God's Word, and Be Reconciled. But we're building many more. Um, but ecnextstep.com is where you can access this material, see the little action steps, and there's videos, short little daily videos and uh, encouragements in taking these steps and in passing them along to others. So we hope it's going to be a, a tool to encourage deeper growth and conversation uh, among Christians out there around around the Christian life. Um, So ecnextstep.com. Other than that, uh, the Evangelical Catholic, if anyone um, would like to hear more about how how a parish or a campus ministry can organize their efforts around the systematic and intentional formation of lay people for making disciples in their community. Um, they should contact us at the Evangelical Catholic. So it's evangelicalcatholic.org is our is our kind of main website for the organization.
0: Okay. And is there a, a, a social media presence or, or something that they can find you guys on?
1: Yeah, yeah. We have a Facebook page, um, the Evangelical Catholic. You can search that and um, an Instagram page as well. It's all under the Evangelical Catholic.
0: Okay, great. So thank you, Andrew, for coming and talking to us about meditation. Uh, Those tips were great. And um, I'm so glad that you actually said yes because this is a very difficult time for a lot of people. So thank you so much, and uh, happy Easter in advance.
1: Well, thank you so much, Pamela. It's great to be with you. Happy Easter to you too.